0: Welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. I'm Katie DeSanto. And tonight we have a special guest. A new guest. A new guest.
1: Which hasn't happened in a while. It's been like a whole
0: pandemic. Well, no, we had
1: Lisa. Lisa was new. Yes, Lisa was Uh, new when we did Hocus Pocus. Thankfully, this movie. Introduce our guest,
2: Brian.
1: We are thrilled to be joined by Andy. Hello, Andy. Welcome, Welcome Andy. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me thrilled uh to be here as we are talking about the return of i am fletcher this time in the form of john ham as we're talking confess fletch but first as always we ask the most pressing question of every episode what is everybody drinking this episode
0: katie we're gonna be real boring tonight i'm so sorry uh, do I, yeah,
3: we, I just have regular we water. Weekend, we both have water.
0: <laughs> we're we're hydrating uh, over here. No, yeah.
3: I, and I would have like a, a nicer seltzer or something, but it's uh. out. They're out in the trunk of the car, uh. and <laughs> too it's too far. It's very cold. cold. It's cold yeah, and it's wet cold outside. And, yeah, I don't feel like going yep. out there. Water, it is. Hope. I hope it doesn't freeze, the yeah. seltzer. No, it's, I mean, it's in a can.
1: It'll be fine. It
3: oh, the water
0: or point. the weather? I thought he was talking about the weather. I he was like, the we shelter. really have he become middle-aged. What's the, the weather, shelter. too. No, I okay. mean, you yep. do, mm-hmm.
1: Don't slip and yep. fall I thought nice. he was worried about the weather. Nope. I'm like,
2: Here we are. We've You're entered very, the Middle Ages.
1: Very <laughs> concerned about the weather.
2: Uh, Andy, how about you? <laughs> I have a uh, Berkshire Brewing Company Turkey Ooh. Trotter Brown Ale this evening. Ooh. Turkey Trotter. That's a new beer for the show as yeah.
1: well. Uh, I am celebrating this film by drinking a Shovel Town Flyaway, which has a connection to this film because Andy, in fact, gave me a case of <laughs> of these delicious beers as we watched this film for the first time uh, And the story to come with that. Also, we have to remember we are in December and on Commagers in December, we celebrate our friend, Egbert's no, the Christmas don't. egg. That,
0: it, it generated he, so many questions. He does not even look clearly, like Clearly, the draw Egbert's. of Egbert is very small. Not many people mm-hmm. know about him.
1: Egbert, yeah. if you are in the Hudson Valley and you want to visit, of course, the amazing talking Christmas egg, uh, go to Devitt's farm and visit there you go. him. One day, we, we will have Egbert on the show.
3: I think... Did we go to Devitt's farm... Is uh, that where we went on our hayride? No, hay ride? we yeah.
1: went to Jones Farm, Jones. not Devitt's not farm. farm. Unfortunately, Egbert would, do, that was in the fall. Egbert does not yeah. grace our presence until post Thanksgiving. We're going to have to do this okay. post one of these post days. Things, no. post, post Thanksgiving. Very exciting. <laughs> uh, okay, it is time for a rundown of Confess Fletch. <laughs>
0: i am fletcher i am ah, fletcher i, 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 <laughs> I, think, like I way, think i think that's like his last
1: name i thought
0: that
1: was like purposeful <laughs> there by you by the way i
0: was like wow that was bad like, i, I really have it like written that. down that really as good. fletch and i'm like um his last name's not fletch is it i am fletcher has a way with words and women unlike me he can't stay away from a good mystery as well as loads of trouble his skills have garnered him a wealthy italian heiress girlfriend with a very expensive mystery to solve first her father's multi-million dollar art collection was stolen then her father was stolen fletch must fly to boston to find the art that will serve as ransom for her father in a strange turn of events Fletch is accused of murdering a stranger that he finds dead in his lovely Airbnb. Now he must evade round-the-clock surveillance, nosy neighbors, and not one but two rich Italian women to ensure this chapter of Fletch has a happy ending.
1: That honestly might be your best rundown ever. I-
0: I did a really good. One I last think you week. did. I re-listened like to playing Trains, and Auto like and that felt could, like an
1: opus to but me. No, but I you have could be, have written that for like the back of a movie. I think box this might be something. my
0: second career.
3: Yeah. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> when I read this, yes. knowing that you wrote it, yeah. And we'll get into the conversation. I'm not sure you 100 percent understood what happened in this movie.
0: Okay, I did. <laughs> I was trying not,
3: and and you no. might not have spoiled it here which is great.
0: Right. No, no, so I was trying to rate it in such a way that it's like the story at the beginning okay. of the film, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I like the, like okay. how it, now, it seems yes. to be. But you can
3: see how like given past experience.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yes. I, now, let's ask I don't Andy, think Andy, that, that accusation like is warranted. <laughs> is that your like implication
1: watched let's ask him it <laughs> sounds slightly like it that or that sounds
2: like the way that we th- th- that sounds like the way the movie we watched would be marketed. Yes. yes, yes. Thank you. No, okay, that totally very makes indeed. sense. Yep. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm not saying that
3: there's anything wrong with the rundown. You're just making sure I understood I'm just, what happened at, at
2: some end. point in this
3: episode. <laughs> we <laughs> need to have Katie explain the plot what actually, of what actually, actually happened. That's yeah, okay. going to be funny. There okay. was a
0: moment at the end where the dogs were barking and fighting, and I was like, You're going to need to rewind that <laughs> for a minute. Yeah. And then he didn't rewind. I it. didn't. Did he? Yeah. No, I don't know if you did. Yeah. Anyway. I filled in a few pieces for myself. I think I basically get it. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, it's a very long film. I'm sure think, it was there were a
0: lot of ins and outs it. at the end of this. Yeah, a lot of what have
1: you. Uh, okay. It's time for the grade of the week on a scale of a plus through F minus. Where would you grade confess Fletch? And of course, Andy, we would like you
2: to start. How would you grade confess Fletch? I'm usually a tough grader. So I feel like I'm being a softy on this one. I'm going to
1: go with the A minus. Ooh, very nice.
0: Very nice. Katie. Mm. I'm going to go B plus. I loved it, but I couldn't put it above planes, trains and automobiles from last week.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I mean, that is fair. You didn't go above it. You gave it the same grade as it, uh, Jim. Uh, I'm going to go with a B. Okay, um, which is a solid grade for you. Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It is,
3: uh, yeah, and we could talk about why. Like, I mean, compared to all the films we watch, I mean, this isn't like a, I don't know. For me, it's not like a special movie. It doesn't, as far as cinema goes, it's not that level. But it, uh, it, it was very good uh, comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going with Andy. I am an A minus. Uh, I think before we started, Andy said you we, would you put you put this in your top five for the year correct
2: well i think it's in my top three but part of that is because i've, I've seen so few
1: of the year. big rele- of the big releases it's the hard the to old,
2: do top 10 right now because the only so one stuff. i could say definitively i enjoyed watching more than this was vengeance that's oh. the only one i would say which i enjoyed as well yeah. i
1: don't know i J- didn't JD, see that nope. that was the one with um, bj novak yeah no, yeah, yeah the, I heard that's good that is on where is where did i watch that on peacock I don't know i think it's available to rent everywhere it's that is well worth a watch as well by the way it's a good one uh yeah i'm an a minus with andy i I would put this in my top five as well uh but I would also add i i agree with Jim's assessment to start this is not there's nothing technically cinematically amazing about mm-hmm. it i just think it was one of the more enjoyable movies I saw this year. Like, I feel like I could, I've watched it probably three times now Um since we went. Now we watched it a while ago because Andy and I got it when it was the still in theater release one. So it's since then it's, it's now fairly readily available and cheap to rent, I think. Um Yeah. But I think it's, it, and multiple people, by the way, my mom has watched it like three times as well. <laughs> <laughs> so i you know and other people too i i just it's there's something about it that kind of clicks but it's jim is right it's not you know in the pantheon of movies we watch i don't know if you can match it up technically to those films
0: was chevy chase a um a sex symbol at the time that he was fletch like mm, did the no. ladies love chevy
1: i i <laughs> To some degree, I think it didn't matter
3: back then. Like mm. for for a lot of like actors, it kind of didn't matter that much. I don't know. Right? If like, that's he true. Wasn't, he wasn't like he wasn't uh, like a Belushi, right? Like he wasn't like like Republican. But he was
1: also a tier above, like <laughs> no, but I'm Bill on, yeah. Murray, right? right, I right mean, right. I Yeah, do yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. yeah. Was... I guess so. I'm trying well, and He think, certainly like... thought he was. No, he definitely <laughs> thought he was. Right. Andy, what are some of those chase movies, right? I mean, he had like well, a his, string there where he was a leading man, leading man. His first,
2: his first um, big Hollywood movie when, when he was fresh off Saturday Night Live was Foul Play with Goldie yeah. Hawn. Uh-huh. And they were definitely trying to set him up then. And that's like seven or eight years before the first Fletch. But they're definitely trying to set him up then as sort of like a throwback, like debonair, like Cary Grant type of, Leading guy, but I don't really feel like that carried over into the 80s. Like by Fletch, yeah. he had firmly moved into like slapstick place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think you're right because that he is a. I feel like that movie in particular, Foul Play, is, is not Fletch like at all. And some of those early ones, even Caddyshack, where he starts playing odd, he's still. So I mean, supposed to be a certain. That's would we Say movie. that he
0: was. He was kind of like a comparable, like Will Ferrell, like No, is that, no, 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 no. Like if you remember Caddyshack,
3: he's mm-hmm. there's full on like, like. Not, I mean, there's. I guess there's sex scenes in that mm-hmm. kind of, which yeah. you would. not I mean, Will Ferrell would never play that for, mm-hmm. like, and it's not played for laughs. Like in in a way that like this is a this isn't a goofy guy having Chris, sex with a hot which, woman.
0: Which of the Chris's? which one's Farley? the garden garden no guardians of the galaxy oh chris, pratt? chris, pratt? Like chris I don't know, pratt
3: not chris pratt either anyway
0: i'm just i'm making the comparison to john ham because i i love that john ham was cast in this role i yeah. feel like he was an unexpected casting yeah and i think there's delight in the way that he plays this role and i don't know yeah
3: i would say like but looking at like caddy shack in 1980 he's still like that kind of sex quote unquote sex symbol mm-hmm. like successful man yeah that's probably the closest you get to like having john ham right like he john ham could step into that character easily i think but then like just three years later he's clark griswold and then it's all over that's right Right? as soon as you play clark Clark griswold yeah
1: yeah that's absolutely well it's interesting because this this process of casting fletch has been going on forever if you read like who was in it and andy and i talked about that i am trying to remember was you know jason some jason lee names? for a while right jason lee zach braff zach braff which i could have like that mm-hmm. one is the one i it probably He's most so interested. goofy though i know but i i don't know if he has to be as as goofy as that and then what was the um it was andy from the office um mm-hmm. i don't
0: know God, why name. am i why am i at forgetting ed helms, yeah, helms. helms. Yeah, yeah, and that see, was one for quite a the while the thing we about john ham
3: is is that he looks like again in this movie he looks like he can take a punch where it's like those other guys look like they will cry and and fletch has to be he doesn't need to be tough but he needs to be able to take a beating right like he doesn't have to be like beating guys up and but he sort of has to be able to take a beating and then deliver like a mental like quippy beating with words to people right like that's this that's like who fletch is at it's core
1: And that was part of the problem, I think, when they went to the second Fletch with Chevy Chase, is that any of that of Chevy Chase was gone by the time the sequel came. I mean, then we were kind of in nothing but trouble, Chevy Chase, like funny, (laughs) funny farm. That's got to be one of the worst movies ever made. No, but that was and you're right. I don't think that like there was a bit more of an edge to Chevy Chase with the original Fletch. And with John Hamm, there's like a great edge, but there's also... That like comedy, the comedy beats that he can deliver. And I actually thought upon the second and third time I watched this movie, it gets a lot funnier. The second and third time, because you realize how much dialogue you miss the first time. There's a lot of like layered writing in there that I feel like I missed with John Hamm's delivery that I picked up like the second and third time. And he was a lot funnier, I thought than he was at first and i loved him the first viewing, but I thought he got a lot funnier in it.
2: I didn't catch any of the Uber, like five stars references the first time yes. I watched it. And well, the I, second love that. Time <laughs> I was just like falling off the couch every time he said five stars. That is one that I keyed
3: into right away because I just, Katie was in the other room getting a drink and I had like started the movie and the first one happens on a black screen like you actually hear him talking to the Uber driver before the movie starts. It's a black screen and he says like, "Oh yeah, thanks, you know, five stars." And like you hear the car door. And I was like, "Oh my I was like, "Oh, that's funny." And then I noticed it every time. Yeah, that was a good one. There's, and there- he gives
1: Gri- Grizz four stars. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he said, "Your backseat is up your yeah.
0: <laughs> I loved Grizz. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, it would, uh, I think the first thing that jumped out at me in this movie and Andy and I talked about when we were watching it is how they almost switched the focus of like where the, the, the humor came from, like the chase version had to be chase bringing the humor. Right. And then like Andy's the one that I thought brought it up to me. And I like, I love the fact that it seems like John ham is almost somewhat not the funniest
2: person. Oh, my at God. Times his scene movie.
0: with the neighbor that was one of my favorite oh, yeah. scenes of him just like following her around <laughs> the kitchen Mama. while she tries to kill everyone and burn the building down. Like I loved it. Loved it.
2: The first Fletch movie actually has this great ensemble cast. You've got like M. Emmett Walsh. You've mm-hmm. got Richard Libertini who plays his boss, the editor. Um, Gina Davis before anybody knew who Gina Davis was. And none of them are allowed to do anything funny. Every single one of them just has to be the straight person to react to Chevy chase, which is one of the reasons the first movie shouldn't work at all. Like you're asking this one person to carry the entire thing. And usually when Chevy chase does that, the movie's completely terrible and it, for whatever reason, like there's so many reasons that first one should not be memorable or good or have the cult that it has, but you're right brian like this one's like the complete 180 of that like it's so generous like he's almost john ham's like almost like irrelevant <laughs> to the resolution of the <laughs> mystery and he and he generously like gives away a lot of the best scenes and lines and even to make the movie supposedly he gave away a lot of his salary he yeah like a million possible. bucks yeah it-
0: it does feel like it shifts the character of Fletch in a way. Yeah. Like, so there is a way where it feels very reminiscent of the original Fletch. Mm. But we lose a lot of the ridiculousness of the Chevy Chase portrayal. And John Hamm comes off as much more intelligent, much more believable as like somebody who can actually piece things together now there is that irony in that in the end he isn't the one who actually figures it all out
3: okay so Katie did not understand this movie
0: oh wait 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 wait, no I did okay wait wait, wait, wait. no so on the boat but well but he does still almost get killed on the boat Like that piece where like Bruce saves him. Right, so there's a piece that he didn't have. I do want to talk
1: about that whole (laughs) like layering of the character because I do think it's a more interesting character. And I I want to talk to Andy about the book because he read the book. Well I have one one thing with that character.
3: One thing with like the character. Because I think the character is very similar. Like he's not he's not as slapsticky in his like physical humor in this. There's like very little of him like being funny in the space other than the scene with the and that's not him that's the she's being funny right but it's almost like the time periods are kind of working with the character here so like in the 80s like it the thing that resonated with you know you know white males of that age was that you are this is the smartest person
0: in the room right like I feel and like which means that everybody is idiots right or right like, right you're supposed to feel like the smartest person in the room yes. right so right, it was right. just a lot of ego building for the viewer right right and the, and, the, and the character right
3: and then this character he's clearly he might be the smartest person in the room but he's also the laziest and also the the like he like the the amount of work that he puts into his job and the, and the amount of work he puts into relationships and everything is not seen as cool by all the characters around him, like Grizz is like this perfect, like counterpoint to him, where she's just not interested in in anything that he is throwing at her, right? Like he's just like, she's just like, you're you're an idiot. I hate you. Your feet are out. Like, and it, and it's it's almost the the opposite. Is like they took the same exact character and moved him by you know whatever forty years or whatever, and now he is like the the world reacts differently around him right and and he he's a he's an underachiever right like he should be he 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 could be so much more if he like was if if he put any effort in right i don't know i, I just that's something I was feeling along the way is that like uh, that's interesting he's I, not as
0: i don't know if I read it the same way because I felt like with the original fletch you're led to believe that he sort of like luck plays more of a part in him kind of figuring stuff out, where it's just like, I don't know, people uh, things just like resolve for him, like that he doesn't really do anything. Oh, I didn't intelligent uh, to make that happen. Yeah, I
2: don't whereas think that's the case in, in the original this, I feel oh, like that's I, okay. more the case in the new one. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah.
1: So, what, so, Andy, how does it compare with? then I've read the first book, which is what the chase movie was. You read the book based on this, how true to the original character, do you feel like the ham version is much closer to the original character of Fletch than the chase version was, or like what elements are there? You think
2: I feel like it's neither. Like I honestly feel like there's no franchise that is more scattered than this thing. Like Fletch to me is like, basically a font. Like that is the thing that holds Fletch together is the Fletch font. Like that's the only really consistent thing that holds the book. Like you said, you read the original novel, Yes. like in the original novel, like, well, basically in the books, he's like a sociopath. He's, he's, he's like a bad, like amoral, but very sort of funny person. Yeah. But like in the first book, he sleeps with a 15 year old heroin addict. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, it's very obviously unlikable. That character, make, yeah. Obviously that didn't make it into like either movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Thankfully.
2: And, and so then you have the Chevy chase character, which is not sort of really not like that. And then you have the John Hamm character, which is a departure from the departure. Like, but I don't think it necessarily loops back around. It's sort of like its own thing. Um, so it's hard to, it's almost it's almost hard to say like, oh, it's more like the book or it's less like the book." um but but you know, so in the book, Grizz is a is a guy named Grover. um and the her her boss, the inspector that's played by Roy wood Jr, is a and you're going to think I'm joking here, but he is a former Hitler youth who is masquerading as a police officer. And he's an incredible character named Flynn and, and Gregory McDonald wrote the books, did a whole, um, separate novel series called Flynn. And because of that, they're like separated from the intellectual property of Fletch. And so when the people who made the movie got Fletch, they didn't get the character of Flynn, like, even though he's in the book. Hmm. So they actually had to rewrite that character. Character. They couldn't, they couldn't use him. Um, But so, so there's, there's, there's these differences, but like, you know, um, the Grizz character is so amazing. Like it's completely a creation of this screenplay and this treatment. And I feel like to what Jim and Katie were saying earlier, like about the first movie, it almost like, it almost uses your expectations from the first movie where all of the side characters are so irrelevant to completely trick you into like, Misunderstanding Grizz when she first appears. And she's like, nobody since Neville Longbottom has like so <laughs> been so underestimated and then turned out to be so different than what you think they are when they come in. And it's like a very neat trick, I think, that they they play on you with her. So yeah. here, I guess here's
1: my question for everybody, because I find this really interesting. What drive like the supporting characters are so much better in this movie? Do you think that's just a byproduct of a lead in John Hamm, who's more willing to allow that, or is it a product of the time that we're more willing to allow a film to happen like that now than it we were in the '80s? Because in this one, you know, John Hamm's the name, but I can't imagine the chase version working with the secondary characters in the way. I just uh, is it just stylistic choice? Because the supporting every supporting character in this movie is awesome.
3: Yeah, I, I don't... I don't know that that... Yeah. I, I, I don't think it would work with Chevy Chase either. Um, I think it... And I don't know that it's like... I think it's just the way that movies are made, right? Like, so... It it depends on how much input... And I don't know how much input Chevy Chase had on everything back then. But, you know, yeah. if he... He could write the script, you know, change the script and, and while mm-hmm. they're filming, change it to cut to stuff out. Him. yeah. Um I think it's probably it's probably not one answer it's probably a, a bunch of different things like the the amount the way that movies are made now is slightly different the way that maybe John Hamm wants to collaborate and the other people want to collaborate on the work it's different right um I don't think anybody in this like John Hamm's the only real star, right? I mean, I guess Kyle McLaughlin I mean, he's not
1: slattery, yeah, right? I yeah, mean, but they're not
3: they're not stars like him, right? Like he's the movie. No, he's, he's the,
1: the he's the guy. He's, he's the movie reason star. The films
3: get made, and yeah. he doesn't seem to have any ego about like what he wants the movie to be. So he, you know, it's going to be more collaborative. So yeah, I mean, it's probably a bunch of different reasons. But
2: what's the market today for like? a movie where you have a privileged middle-aged white man who's got to carry like an anti-authoritarian comedy. You know what I mean? Like back then that was just like, okay, yeah, that's how it was. Like everything. Hard, right. right? Like, yeah. But now it's like, people would be like, you're, how can you be anti-authoritarian? You're, you're the man. So I, I just feel like modern tastes have almost dictated, you know, a um, shift, a shift. Yeah.
0: Well, And it, I would, I was thinking what's the year for the original Fletch? 85 maybe? Yeah. 84, 85? I was right trying to think about here. like other movies that have sort of absurd characters like I was thinking about the mom and mom and dad from Gremlins, like the, those sort Ooh. of because for so long characters and especially supporting characters were kind of cookie cutter you know like you expected mom characters to kind of do the same sorts of things and the dad goes off to work and the this is what a doctor does and this is what a lawyer does and i think just as a society we are much more accepting and embracing of the oddities of each individual right so like the the art collector who also loves edm and is oh. a germaphobe right like yes. like yes. that i think there's an appreciation <laughs> for that yachts. like interest intricate yeah intricate yeah. intric- yeah. intric- uh, i can't say the intric- word intricacies thank you okay i thought i was missing an extra syllable i was like intricacies yeah.
3: are, are you saying like that the way i yeah I, I think i'm the what i'm hearing you say is that like the the idea of like if if someone was to read this script they probably wouldn't get a bunch of notes back from like the studio saying like these characters are too weird. Right. Like I was wondering, whereas like back in the day they might have gotten right. 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 That's fair. Like when you think about like a Caddyshack
0: sort of movie, like, does it push it too far into the like str- like straight up mm-hmm. comedy where like people no longer see that as a believable world in the mm-hmm. eighties versus well yeah like, Bill Murray is off the wall right crazy. you know what I mean yeah, though yeah. like that this all feels surreal versus part surreal, of our right? world right yeah. like of, like right. These, are the kinds of, of these are
1: caricatures of people we know yeah totally yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Just like, which is perfect yeah yeah,
3: yeah they're like the, the like the yeah because you have the set of like the cops that are. Uh, You know one group and then you have like the the people sort of in the art world these like vapid influencer type people that that are you know and then there's Annie Mumla who's like a stoner kind of in that world as well yeah they're totally they're they're like caricatures but they're not so far removed of like we can't recognize that as a real person
0: exactly like and even down to you know the the opioid addicted ex-boyfriend who still presents as just a regular guy right like he's just a regular guy right yeah exactly yeah
1: kicked my ass
0: yeah but yeah
1: so the supporting characters deliver the best scenes right i mean that eve kitchen scene might be like if i think of all the movies i've seen this year it's probably a top five scene in any movie I've watched. Not only new movie, like any movie I've watched this year.
3: There, and you, you have it in the notes that the, the humor gets better on multiple viewings, like the big Lebowski. And there are so many scenes in this. And there's a stylistic choice of like dialogue that reminds me of the big Lebowski. Whereas like, I think Fletch is in on most of the jokes that he delivers in this, whereas like the big Lebowski, no one's in on any of the jokes that they deliver. Yes, But in this, his turn's a phrase he finds funny, but no one else is really paying attention, yeah. which I think is funny.
1: But then Including that seeing even the viewer at points. Right. Because you're trying to take in what's- right, That's why I right. think you need the multiple viewings to catch but the what he's scene, saying. But
3: the scene that Katie's talking about reminded me of the Walter scene with the Pomeranian at the-, <laughs> yes. at the at the bowling alley, like the dog <laughs> the dog's adding a level of stress that like the owner doesn't care about, and the other characters are like, What the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> like you have a gun out on the bowling alley with a dog jumping, barking yeah, yeah. insane, and you don't care about it. And in this scene, you know, the dog's pissing all over the carpet, all over the floor. There's a fire, she's cuts her hand, like that, that, that the,
1: the slapstick sorry, of she it. She cuts her hand and she's like, I really got that. His one. Reaction
0: to- <laughs> that yeah. like, oh, like you him waiting it. You for <laughs> got
1: it. you got
0: it. you got so it. i think that's a really great example of how this movie does play with the audience's perspective because i think with the original fletch you are very much like third person watching fletch but this film like you step into fletch's perspective several times where like you're reacting with him to the supporting characters and that's really cool like you know it creates a, a bigger connection with john ham's yeah. character and i and i think that 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 does change the way that the movie feels you know
3: but, but you and the twist at the end will change future viewings right so like while you're wa- while i was watching this there's parts of it where you're like is fletch as is fletch as smart as he thinks he is right in the first viewing you're like, is he a smart, is he navigating Mm. this smartly? And, or if you're in, if you are the audience along for the ride and like, and you're, you're like relating to him and he's reacting to all this crazy shit around him. Like, you know, there's like this while I was watching, I was trying to figure out like, is he as smart as I think he is right now? Or is he not? And that's like the, that's kind of the, the overall magic trick of this movie too mm-hmm. right because there there are moments where he's he's reacting to all the craziness in like a comedic way that you would expect to react if, if other people were around right yeah. and then he's adding to it in other ways and that he thinks are funny and no, then and, and, and yeah. yeah
0: i mean when people give him information you're deciding with him
3: like is it you is, yeah
0: is that true or not am i being played and, and again like it really connects the audience to his experience
3: but you also don't know what he already knows yes yeah
1: yeah so
3: it's good
0: it is good it's good
1: well it, it, the problem i find with the Who It, which is really interesting because it's the challenge of making it right is can you go back and watch it again or like once you figure out who who did do it, right? Like when you have those, it's, it it's it reminded me a lot of Knives Out in that way that even once I knew what happened at the end, all the characters were so interesting that now you go back and now you're watching it. You don't even care. Okay, I know what the mystery is now. So what can I start digging in? And that's when you have to have a good one. That's why like Lebowski works, the Knives Out, because it's, the Done is almost the MacGuffin piece of it. Like, it, it's important, it's interesting, it's fun on the first viewing, but if you don't have those really interesting characters, then you're not going to want to revisit it. But
3: it, it right. also needs to, it needs to make sense. So when, when, Agreed. The, when the whodunit is solved, there can't be anything left ambiguous, right? Like, you can't look, I mean, because then on any future watch, you you start, ever, all that stuff holes. starts to come out, right? You're yeah. like, oh, well, there's there's so many plot holes that 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 this wouldn't work and i don't know i don't know that this movie does that like i haven't i haven't thought through it enough but um yeah i think it leaves it a little a little vague enough that you can fill in the blanks and and it's not it's not super reliant on the fact that like there's this real heavy mystery in it
0: mm. how do we feel about feet
3: oh get it off of oh
1: god <laughs>
0: I love I, a good foot massage. He doesn't well, really want them to you. be massaged, though. He just wants them to be out free, yeah. Was, was that a part? I can't remember. Was that in the
1: original Fletch? I think Walking so. around yeah. on bare feet. I went to school yeah, with not... somebody
0: who did who did bare feet all the time. Do you remember that oh, that kid? What? Oh yeah, at college. yeah. she was oh, a year younger yes. than me. She never wore shoes. Yep, she, was, there was a part of a whole movement of like pe- uh, shoeless people. There's yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so many questions about that choice. Like <laughs> I, living in the city of. Boston area, Andy, would you be comfortable walking around in a public facility with no shoes on? Are you inclined to walk around in a police station, for example? <laughs> because I'm thinking that that probably would not be a great choice for health reasons.
2: So I have a couple of thoughts on this, if you'll indulge me. Yes, so first please. of all. So I grew up in Boston. I grew up in Bright- in Brighton neighborhood of Boston. He, you know, Jim and-, and Katie, he grew up right near where Aileen
0: grew up. Yeah. Yeah, we've been to and your town. Yeah.
2: At the end of my street, like my, my the end of my street was the mass pike. You walked under the mass pike, made a right. And there was an MDC swimming pool there. And so that's where we would go swim in the summer. And I hated that pool because you'd go into the pool. You had to walk through this little shower, mandatory shower room to go out to the outdoor pool. And it would be like, by that point you would be barefoot and this was all about, for me, this was all about feet, you'd be barefoot, and at that point, you'd be walking through, like, people's gum and, like, Band-Aids that had fallen off of people to get out to the pool, and it was so revolting. Having said that, and that being, like, a very formative, like, childhood experience that is seared into my brain, I am totally neutral on feet, like I don't understand people who fetishize feet mm-hmm. in a positive way mm-hmm. whatsoever, mm-hmm. but they don't bother me at all. In, 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 you know, in the in the way that it creeps everybody else out. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with my wife about this because she's like, "Oh, when he when John Hamm takes his shoes off, I wasn't sure I could keep going with the movie." Oh, <laughs> interesting. He's very, very in opposition. A lot of a lot of foot stuff. Okay. okay.
1: So, Interesting.
2: and we got into, we got into a very, a deep debate just this afternoon um, about the angle at which you shoot a foot in the movie <laughs> and whether that's important because we're both, oh. to, it's been a few weeks since we've saw it together. All right. And we're thinking of the first scene in the apartment mm-hmm. when he takes his shoes off. In my memory, you're seeing the top of his foot from his point of view so you're seeing his nails yes and true. everything else yes in my wife's memory you're seeing the bottom of his foot from Grizz's point of view who's the one who's really right. offended by this mm. so maybe you're seeing both but we have two completely different Rashomon style memories of how this mm, is that's right. amazing in my view generally not caring about feet at all either way but like the, all of the grossness potential is seeing the top of someone's foot.
0: Oh, interesting. That's when you're seeing the, that's
2: when you're seeing the condition of their nails. Mm, that's when you're seeing that all kinds of like fair. unkempt like hair on yeah. the tops of their feet. My wife, for reasons I still totally don't, don't grasp, thinks seeing the bottom uh-huh. of their foot mm. is yep. the worst view you can possibly get. And she related it to like, she's a yoga teacher. So she's like, in my studio, we have a Buddha and you can never show the bottom of your foot in the direction that the Buddha is sitting. And I was like, well, you know, the Buddha of course himself is barefoot. So I said, well, that's power dynamics. Now you're saying Buddha can do something that the other people can't do. But like, to me, like, I don't understand why looking at the bottom of anybody's foot should bother you more than looking at the, the edge of somebody's elbow. Yeah. So Corinne yeah. hates Quentin Tarantino.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, how, how do you guys she get can, through she, a Tarantino <laughs> movie? She really loves movie? That's very
0: interesting, because it is the part of the foot that touches the ground, right? So I, I, think I would side with Corinne on this. That especially if somebody, for my my thing is like if they have a lot of dry skin, like I have a coworker who always wears sandals and does not at all care Needs for her lotion. feet. And so goes. the sight of like the dry, cracked heel, like that'll put me right over the edge. Can't see do it. The, the <laughs> apartment, apartment it. scene mm-hmm. didn't
1: bother me. You know, the part that when you're in someone's office. So, wait. And you're okay,
3: putting
0: your okay, feet I do want to talk about that because. Was that a power thing? Yes.
1: He was to 100. Not a
3: power. Maybe not a power thing, but he, just wanted, like a, he okay. wanted to distract them. He wanted, okay. he wanted them off kilter. Yeah, I totally. Because he's not walking around the rest of the movie barefoot. He only no. takes off. He only does that because he knows it's going to bother Grizz. Right, and he only so, knows it's going to bother Grizz, which because he takes him off in the apartment, which is basically his hotel room.
0: It's so funny. Um, it reminds me of I mean, one of my favorite a scene. podcasts, <laughs> Astaire Perel. She'll talk about in the in the middle of like a couple fighting, telling one of them to lie down on the ground, and the reason is it like disarms the other person. It yeah. like interrupts the dynamic, and then you get like a more honest <laughs> interaction. It feels like the same sort of a thing of like by inserting a distractor
3: well this is the thing about about fletch that's great is like you don't know if he has any other motive to do that other than to mess with her sure or mm-hmm. is, is is there a motive of like if i mess with her it might lead to this yeah and he i don't think he's thought it out that far yeah i think it's just like i'm gonna take off my shoes because i know it's gonna screw with her while i while we
0: while we talk it's awesome uh-huh. yeah. On so the it-
2: first scene when he's in the apartment like You know, like you said, it's almost like his hotel room. Yeah. But until that moment, that's been, even though it doesn't belong to him and it's a strange space, it's his space. That's where he's staying. Mm. Once the police come in, like the traditional dynamic there is like, this is our space now. This is a crime scene. You (laughs) do what we tell you. And he's completely subverting that by being like, "Eh, this is still my space. I'm pretty comfortable here. And this is what I'm going to do. And you're going to have to react to what I do, which is like a complete undoing of what the usual like police procedural dynamic in right. these kind of movies you know and they well, even bring I'll, that
3: up later again when when uh owen says like i didn't think anyone would be sleeping there the night that yes. it was a crime scene it was a crime scene well he <laughs> yeah. just knocks his, the his tape down in that.
1: everybody's just like i'm gonna <laughs> knock this tape down yep. yeah uh, on the scale of like one being a great guy 99 being an awful person how bad was it that he made grizz drive all the way to philadelphia <laughs> it's fine
3: oh no that i mean that I, is I don't just think just trying to get some stuff done without anybody's
0: six, 6 hour one way that was there. not her per- yeah no, so like no, she all, was on the clock that's all good oh okay um, yeah. i want to <laughs> dial back around to this foot conversation cuz it's very important <laughs> so are you more shoes or no shoes if you had the choice Like, how to spend your day shoes, no shoes.
3: It depends. So, like, yeah, I I, like when you're home, are you shoes or no shoes? No shoes, no shoes, no shoes. Same
0: here, no shoes.
1: Yeah. Socks
3: now or socks? Right. Depends.
1: Depends on the.
2: Yeah. yeah. Depends on how cold.
1: Depends Depends on the day. Depends on, floor. Yeah. A lot of yeah. hardwood floors in the house uh, here. I, yeah. I have to I wear slippers. I mean,
3: how else am I going to risky business?
0: There you without go. Socks
1: on. Yeah, yeah. I need
3: to be. Able I to am to definitely consider.
0: that person who takes off my shoes sometimes, like when meeting with other people. And oh no. Oh yeah. No. And then I'll have a moment of like, not everybody likes shoeless people, and then yeah. I'll have like when I like I, I go to counseling. And when I go, I'll take my shoes off. And it was the second time that I was like, uh, And I'm on her couch with my like oh, my, no. with, my <laughs> with my feet tucked oh, wait, under. Someone else's? yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. if you're doing like I, a I,
1: one hope wine mm, event, are you? I keep my shoes on when I'm shoes? serving wine. Mm-hmm,
0: that feels okay. important. Yeah. Serving wine, shoes on. But Probably like a good choice. at school, by myself in my classroom, shoes off sometimes shoes walking through, the restroom. Th- oh yeah yeah and really? even like walking through the building i'll think through who's still here who's going to be upset by me not having shoes on but i would rather just but not socks. have my shoes see no, I, wear, I don't wear, often I'm have actually, socks on and shoe- i'm cool. often told to take my
1: <laughs> shoes off in the house by aileen so mm-hmm. i'm yeah, more yeah, yeah. likely to wear shoes as opposed to not wear shoes
0: interesting mm-hmm. i don't I, know i don't like um, it it's a dividing line d-
1: yeah, here's another question. Uh, does anybody actually like EDM music? I mean, people Is,
0: do. I, I don't think they are here.
2: Yeah, I Andy, don't. Andy? Have you ever EDM? So, so um, we have a Peloton. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they have a function on there where if you're doing a workout and you like a song, you can like it, and it'll add it to your, uh, a playlist that you can listen to on Spotify later. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, there's definitely been EDM stuff that trainers have played, and I'm like, wow, like this is so this gets me so pumped up. This is awesome. Like, and then later, I listen to that song, like in a non working out context, and like, <laughs> this is garbage. Why did I like this? Like, <laughs> it, so it has, I think you can only, for me, you have to be in a certain context on a peloton, but okay. you can't just like throw it on in the yeah. car.
0: All right, there's a lot of, um, music genre questions that I have right now, and it's just, this feels like the time to ask them. So okay. when somebody says they like house music, is that EDM music? I don't
1: know, is it? I, Jim, is it, do you know? Because we have a, a neighbor person. who
0: would say she like, that that's her preferred kind of music, and, she I'll, and I'll know. be honest that like I don't really know what that means. I think I just assume it's like the kind of stuff that they play at a club that, you, yeah, that isn't I mean, always it's necessarily... Ambiguous here, it just says like, it's
3: characterized by repetitive four on the floor beat and typical tempo of 120 beats which is fast um
0: okay. so it's just like nondescript dance music
1: yeah
3: I,
0: different than trap um,
1: trap is what tech, is trap technological rap i don't even know that term
0: mm. yeah Sorry. so yeah i, I mean students that really but like I mean, trap but it's all does it all like all the genres is all blend, overlap? so like it's
3: not just a it's not just a dance music problem, right? Mm. Like if you were to talk about Listen, rock music, it's there's... Yeah.
0: I know this just know, feels is, like is the metal. Area is that it
3: I... death metal? Is it?
0: I got that. Okay. Apparently no. I just didn't know if there's if like an umbrella term not, right? and then they right. fall if under it.
1: Molly, uh, yeah. like it. If you're on Molly, you like it. If
0: you're, yeah, I just. I was I'm excited to see Kyle McLaughlin. I feel like I haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah, he's so good. He is
1: good. Um, what's not good is Fletch's Italian. Have you ever known anyone oh who my God. They could I speak a foreign that. language and couldn't? Oh, you know, I, like somebody who wants. I, I
0: am that I am sure dead. I've said some horrible things to people in Spanish. Yeah. Yep. Oh,
3: Katie got and yelled my, at by an Italian. And woman. my
0: confidence. I did learn. So the only thing I learned how to say in Italy was, "I'm sorry, my Italian is not very good." That, like, that. My Italian's not very good do you speak english and so like that's what i would lead with i didn't want to be an american who just assumed that everybody speaks english and so i would learn it in their language and i had an italian shopkeeper get quite sassy with me i don't
3: remember exactly what she said. not know but
0: she was angry at me for being american but
3: everyone else was amazing Oh yeah, So anyways, fantastic. The, by the way, I did want to talk about the Italian because Marcia, what, what's her name? Gay-heart. She's incredible. I in this. love uh, it. Oh, her little... flitch, flitch, yeah. flitch. I mean, she, she says
1: I'm like fifty percent Portuguese. Yeah, <laughs> Like something. The bathroom
0: 50%. scene with her when he gets into bed and she's in the bed. I love. She flushes Frida it. Kahlo
1: down the toilet.
0: I <laughs> loved her. Frida the fish. I loved her.
1: But yes. you know what I loved about that is like even that character, right? Like, so obviously there's a whole backstory to her, Fletch's girl. Like that could be a whole series almost, right? That like scene where you... twists and turns and, and the, they all are in the kitchen together. But before
3: that, because like you, the amount of, you've spent 45 minutes of this movie setting up the fact that they hate each other. And that the, Fletch has never been in the same room with both of them. Yeah. And then the moment they are all together, they are like best friends. And it is, it is so that scene just cracked me up yep. so much. The way that he reacts and he's like, "Oh, what's happening." like and then and then and then later on as soon as they start fighting she's he's like there it is
0: oh it was great and then when they take care of the the dead girl's boyfriend oh yeah i oh, I, loved I, loved I loved it i loved it i love i love this There's, movie uh, we're gonna so cream. many do you know what it is
1: also it's like I think there was a lot of pushback of people, even somebody like our friend Pat Morgan, who loves Fletch, the original one as well, when the trailer for this came out, was like, who's going to see this piece of garbage, blah, 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 because it's, you know, he didn't even see it. But my point, I understood it though, right? Because it's this idea, you weren't quite sure where they're going to go with the character, but there were, if you watch it a few times, there's a few line reads that he does that are straight Chevy chase in terms of like how, he but they balanced it well. Or what I love is where chase does those ridiculous characters when he's pretending to be someone, you know, with the costumes and oh, stuff yeah. in the first one, they just, they had that one sequence where Ch- uh, John ham pretends to be the reporter and he does kind of a character. Yeah. But that... I was like, I loved, it was just like just a little bit of that chase of Fletch there, but they,
2: they when he gives do the it. artists his, his oh my uh, God, alias yes. and then immediately forgets the name that he told <laughs> <Yeah. pulled> them, <laughs>
1: yeah, that was that was good. But it would say it's just not. It's funny. Like laugh at like it, it, there are laugh out loud moments in this movie, and I wasn't sure that <laughs> that that's what this was going to be. Yeah, but there are some definite laugh out loud moments. Yeah, this is a watch. I I watch it again. Watch it. Yeah, I this you know this bums me out. And Andy and I talked about this at the time. Like, it wasn't playing up here in theaters. I think it was, where was it? Like, Andy, Coolidge Corner, maybe for like... Coolidge for a day or two. For a day or two. That was it. Well, it it
3: does... I mean, to be fair, this... You know, I said it about Hocus Pocus. This feels like a streaming movie. This does not feel like a big screen.
1: Oh, there was no budget. This actually feels like... Almost nothing. And like, John Hamm... To, to be able to film in Rome just to get that yeah. like the little outsides he had to give up like half of his money for this movie or something yeah. just to get that because the studio I love like that yeah, part. we're not <laughs> we're not sending you I love Rome. the
3: exteriors in Rome that was great the the idea though like there's something that did feel and I don't know maybe maybe I just need to re like calibrate my mind around like comedies and and things like that but it didn't feel like a like a like a big screen movie
1: well it's i mean the budget was low i yeah. mean they were shoestring budget which is surprising for an ip like maybe andy's right maybe it's just the font of fletch that's all that's theirs so i they, think th- it, i
3: think fletch could wor- like if you found the right person because i don't think john ham would do it but fletch could work as like an like a like a 10 episode series
1: you know well, he wants of- to do more of these i'm wondering if they could do like you know, just a move, a couple of movies a year. You don't even do it as a series. If you did like three yeah. of them, like an old mini series style, I do hope they make more of them. Would everybody watch another one? You know how yeah. they're doing with like Knives Out? I, I would yeah, watch, watch one. it. I'll yeah. watch, I'm going to watch the next Knives Out. Oh, I can't wait yeah. for that. That's supposed to be awesome. Uh, all right. Fletch is available. You can now stream it, rent it. You can actually do it. And if you have Showtime uh, or Yeah, Showtime, it's on. It's not on regular Power Mount Plus yet. Uh, King the Hill, Bottom of the Barrel, not better than Everything Everywhere, Uh, and certainly not Hocus Pocus, too. No. Can we all agree on that? Uh, All right, it's time for Double Feature. What film would you pair with this movie to create the perfect Double Feature? Uh, Andy, what are you pairing with Confess Fletch? I'm
2: going to do my Ham Does Boston Double Feature, and I'm going to pair it with The Town.
1: Mm. Yes. Absolutely. That's a good movie. I haven't That's seen it in a long time. movie. On two Netflix, I believe, bo- right Two
2: excellent Boston films, both with John Hamm in investigative roles and lots of great on-location shots around the city if you grew up here. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that, Annie. How would you rank this just
1: in terms of being a Bostonian and seeing it on film? Did you like this one? Did they do it justice?
2: Yeah, so... So I'll say two things. <laughs> one, one, There's an amazing joke in it that nobody who's not from here would get, which is when he wants to get the fireworks and he goes to yeah, the from, and he's like, where yeah. can I get no, some New fireworks around here? And they're like, New Hampshire. <laughs>
1: New Hampshire. <laughs> Aileen loved that one too, actually. I couldn't believe they
2: bothered to like film that scene. Yeah. Like do, do the whole setup just to get that line. Um, <laughs> because it's so unnecessary, but it was one of my favorite little snippets of the movie. But I will say that reading the so so Gregory MacDonald, who wrote the Fletch novels, um, wrote for the Boston Globe for eight years, before, and then and then left to write these books. And uh, but I think Confess Fletch, I think, is the only one that actually takes place in Boston.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Reading the book, which I just did in the last like ten days, it is the best depiction on the page of Navigating Boston that I've ever read. And that's taking place in the seventies, you know, when the city's not going to be laid out quite the way it is today, but like a lot of it takes place around on Newbury street, Arlington street, the edge of Beacon Hill, the the gardens. And then there's also a lot of driving back and forth on the turnpike to like Weston and every single block he's like, I, then I turned right here. Um, or I took this exit and you're like, I know, ex- I, I know in my mind exactly where you are. Like at every step of the narrative, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. So the I, I say the movie does a great job, but the book is like next level in terms of like Boston authenticity.
3: It's also it's nice the- to get that like huge Lakers fan in,
1: in Celtic oh, country. Good. That was a good.
3: Yeah, th- there's very, I mean, there's like a few jokes here and there, but I, yeah, I, I thought that was great.
1: It's pretty exciting. Andy and I are going to be running a Confess Fletch tour this summer. If you're a tourist, feel free to come up and we'll take you on the tour. Katie, what are you pairing with Confess Fletch?
0: Uh, I'm going to lean into the nostalgia. My family loved a good mystery. Uh, and Steve Martin's Pink Panther was one of our Whoa. favorites. So, well, hold on from. Am I right? Like the mod- the modern one? Yeah. Oh no, no no you're right i'm Peter so sorry Sellers. it wasn't Peter steve martin Sellers. when i was watching Peter it Sellers. that's fine yep, thank you very much i do love yep, the yep. steve
1: martin one though to be honest i haven't I actually sacri- i've
0: now i've recast him in my brain because i as have not the... seen him as all right yes thank you yep i know uh, that is true
3: i'm gonna go with the big lebowski i mm. think there's there's like a synergy between like that is interesting, right? Like between those the characters and and the the comedy. Perfect. yeah
1: I'm going with uh, the nice guys: Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling. I've never uh, seen that one. Great, similar, you know, different time period, but it, I think that's another great, great one that you could watch with it. All great choices. All right, it is time for five questions. You want answers? You want answers? answers. I
0: want the truth. A man, Mr. Lebowski.
2: What the fuck is he doing? Why?
1: Five. Question time for Andy. Of course, we know John Hamm from Mad Men. Are you a fan, thumbs up or thumbs down, of Mad Men?
2: I've never watched it. I've never given it a shot.
1: Ah, all right.
3: Katie and I only watched like one episode. I think we never we continued.
2: watched. Yeah, I
1: was I enjoyed the first few seasons and then I actually stopped watching it. Naileen followed through on the whole thing. I think actually on her maternity leave with Claire was when she watched that whole mm. thing. That's interesting. I'm interested because obviously that was one of those phenomena shows like Game of Thrones and stuff. But now I feel like we're a, a way removed from it and you don't hear much about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, man, man. Uh, all right. Would you rather question? A part of this movie we did not talk about is the yacht club, and it has maybe one of my favorite gags when he meets the old guy and tells him, like, "Oh my god, that he died, propeller, died in a propeller <laughs> mush, it was, mush He's like, "Oh my god." It was like play, play by yeah, that like like God that, <laughs> you know, that Play by that old guy who's like this stuffy old guy in like every TV show for the last decade. Uh, Andy, would you rather be a member of a yacht club or a tennis club like we saw the underhills in uh, in the first Fletch?
2: I've got to go tennis club because I'm experiencing either of those clubs in the way that Fletch experiences them, which is like, you've got to pass. And I, I can, <laughs> I can pass in the tennis club. I can be like, oh, you know, tight hamstring today. I can't play. <laughs> like the yacht club, you know, you either gotta, you either gotta know how boats work or have a boat to yeah. get on and off, or or else you're just the help. You know, you're you're just a dock hand. So I'm gonna. There's go like a stuff. whole other language there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. We're, I couldn't hope to survive at a yacht club.
1: Couldn't tell you. Uh, all right. full in the blank question. If you were gonna paint the side of a van, like. Fletch asked two young artists in Boston to do uh, of a rental van with a mural. What would you put on the mural of your van, Andy?
2: This is a great question. I feel like I've probably been over. uh, I don't know. The thought put in my mind by all the big Lebowski references, but it would be really hard to avoid a sort of like collage of Lebowski characters with this Mm -hmm. sort of that's, that 70s, 80s, like sparkle, glitter effect Ooh. that the band paint often has. Love it. Uh, well, we know who Fetch, uh,
1: Fletch's favorite sports team is, but our favorite question to you is who's your favorite sports team? <laughs>
2: I feel like when it comes to sports teams, I'm really not looking for anything serious at this point in my life. I'm looking for like, <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: dating casual, casually. casual yes.
2: matches. So like <laughs> Moroccan world cup teams looking pretty good to me for the next right. two weeks. But once the cup's over, they're out. I don't want to hear from them again. <laughs> <laughs> Love
1: it. And finally, deep thoughts question. If someone's in Boston for only one day,
2: what should they be doing? They should be here on marathon Monday. Ooh catching the 11 a.m. Sox matinee, walking out of Fenway to get a little bit of the race, green line over to Coolidge Corner, kill some time in the booksmith before an afternoon show at the Coolidge Corner Theater, and then down to the south end for dinner. Himself. I'm Love in. It. That, that
1: yes. sounds like See, a great there's date. Your day. Thanks, Andy. Um, Andy is a master of everything in Boston. Andy, I'm putting you on a spot. Could you tell us about your amazing organization for people who listen to us that you work for? Would you be able to?
2: Sure. Um, I've worked for seven years for Boston Scores, which is a nonprofit. Um, After school program, we provide soccer and poetry after school programs that are free for about 1,500 kids in the Boston public schools. And um, right now, we're actually in the process of raising about $12 million to build a whole new complex in East Boston that'll include new soccer fields and community gardens and playgrounds and um, new headquarters space for our organization that we think will be opening up next year. That's amazing.
1: So we can, they can, people can find your website.
2: There. Uh, Bostonscores.org.
1: There we go. Will, well, well, we'd love to. Yep. Yes. We'll post it. Andy. Thank you. coming. in. Andy is a cinephile. Uh, tell you, I, we didn't even share this, but Andy used to be taken to films by your parents right at a young age. And your dad was a professor.
2: Both my parents were professors at UMass Boston. That's how they met. But I I actually, let me bring this back to Fletch for a second. So um, my dad loved movies, but both of them hated TV. So we were very late, like, to getting cable. We were very late to getting VCR, like, all that kind of stuff. And I remember it would have been, I had to look this up on Wikipedia, but we went, my dad took me to see the movie True Stories, which was, like, David Byrne from The Talking Heads. Um, did this wow. like independent movie. So this is like fall of 1986. And we went down to the old Nickelodeon theater, which was down by Kenmore square. And we saw it. And um, on the way home, he's like, let's go over to Leachmere, um, which is now the Cambridge or was the Cambridge side Galleria, but it was the old Leechmere department. So he's like, we'll get a VCR today. Ooh. And this had been like off the table for a long time. And so we got a VCR, came home that night, plugged it in. And then I walked down to the local video store and this is like pre-blockbuster. So 86, this is like the mom and pop era. I think, you know, it was next to like a dry cleaner. They probably had
3: beta in there as well.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And, and I mean, literally like the shelves are just like wooden bookshelves, like not racks. Mm. And I think they're influenced by libraries. So everything was faced sideways, you know? (laughs) Um, and they, they would, you know, you'd get an account and they would write what you rented, like in a mead notebook with pen and be like, this is due in two days. Um, the first movie I ever rented was Fletch. So Ah, I got it. That's awesome. There we go.
1: And I've been thinking
2: about that. Like why, like, what was it about? Like, I don't remember what connected us going to that movie to him initiating us going to get this, Mm. Device like today, that would be probably like an iPad or a gizmo or an iPhone mm. that like your kids pestering you for. Mm. And all I can think of is that like now that I have kids, I'm like, he must have just like loved that the two of us were just like engaging over movies that day. And mm. so he's like, I'm just going to make this happen, yeah. you know, even though it was like totally out of, ca- <laughs> out of character, <laughs> character to do so. Um, Like I realized like he must have just found that afternoon like very meaningful. And mm-hmm. so he decided to like extend it by by throwing that in but at the time i was just like oh christmas came in october (laughs) like i probably didn't (laughs) understand like what that meant to him but so fletch ended up being the first movie that i ever rented and then a year later sorry this is stories now but a year later i was at summer camp and my grandfather so my father's father dropped dead um on the sidewalk. And, uh, so I was called home from summer camp. We went out to Philadelphia for the funeral and my inheritance was a cardboard box of, um, VHS tapes that he had recorded off of Philadelphia cable TV. Off of
1: Prism probably.
2: Yes. Off of Prism. There we go that nobody had, they all had, they were all labeled very accurately on the spine, but no one had just bothered to look at them and they just handed me this box to take home. And so Fletch was in there along with that. So these movies became the movies that I watched over and over again for the next several years. But so Fletch was in there along with all of the late night softcore pornography that he had recorded. (laughs) No one had bothered to look through that that became my inheritance And that changed everything for you in the social
0: arena (laughs) of middle school. Thank you, (laughs)
3: David Byrne.
1: Thank (laughs) you, grandfather. (laughs) Uh, Well, Andy, we'll have to have you on again, hopefully. Yes. Um, Commenters, remember, next week is our holiday Christmas spectacular with special guests, including Egbert. And many others. It's just, it's just Egbert. Yeah. It's just Egbert. <laughs> and it's just me doing a voice of oh my Egbert. God, I can't really. Wait. I've been proud. Egbert is going to sing. Anytime every, every you go away, you take a piece of me with you. And it's going to be better than the version from Plane yeah, Strange and Normal. That's actually uh, like a
0: very sad song when you think about it told by an egg.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Probably it's very like deep. removing a little bit
0: of shell yeah. each time. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: We'll, we'll talk about that next week. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, all right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.